got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Jolie. Well, today we have one of my favorite Newlyweds episodes. It's called The Video Shoot. Yes. And I've been waiting to do this one because this one always really fascinated me as a child because I was so obsessed with everything in the entertainment business and seeing them shoot their videos and then Nick's being abysmal and Jessica's being gorgeous and <laughs> and just their the whole process of him realizing that he had to fix it and then coming up with something else and the money thing and like being on the phone with the agents and everything that was always so interesting so I can't wait to get into that yes but first we're gonna get into news this week from Ashley and Jessica first of all Tina noticed us yes which is really exciting and I said after Joe noticed us I was like oh I hope Tina's next I didn't even realize it was her birthday so then I left a comment on Eric's post about her and I just like tagged her and said, thank you so much for raising two inspiring, beautiful women. women. Yeah. And like just being Something a great like mom. That. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she liked it, which I didn't even know. I was out and about when you texted me that and I like screamed. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got the notification. I was like, no way. And then I double checked it. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So just to keep score, Jessica knows about us mm -hmm. Casey knows about us Joe and Tina and I'm guessing Eric because it happened on his page yeah. and I've commented on his page before Ashley is basically the only person who I guess is super relevant to this that doesn't know but yeah. I assume if all the rest of them know maybe somebody told her I mean not that we're like the talk of their dinner or anything like that but like we kind of should be we definitely <laughs> should be because we're the only Ashley and Jessica podcast and I just feel like they're so cute with fans and everything that I'm sure there's been something like, oh, did you see that podcast or whatever? Yeah. Oh, did you see the Instagram that's talking about you guys? <laughs> that is obsessed with you. Yeah. Because it's like not for anything. It's not like the like other pop culture Instagram accounts where it's just like, oh, just posting one picture of Ashley or Jessica. No, no, no. We are all about you and only you. Yeah. <laughs> so love us as much as we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. You heard it from her. You heard it from Jolie. So besides Tina noticing us, not a lot happened this week in the world of Ashley and Jessica that we know of. There was no Ashley news at all, but 
there was that picture that Jessica posted in the swimsuit, the like winter picture. Oh my gosh, she looked amazing. She looks crazy and I love that swimsuit, the snakeskin with like the black and the cutout on the side. Yeah. That looks really sexy. I really want to try it on. (laughs) When I googled Jessica for news, it was like so many outlets just did a whole article about that. Jessica stuns in steamy winter picture, blah, 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 things like that. But then there was... A article Yahoo reported on it and Delish did as well. It says, since Jessica Simpson became a mom of three and turned 40, the billowing blonde hair extensions and heavy makeup have taken a back seat. That means she's rocking a bare face most of the time and she's nailed down quite the routine to keep her skin looking its best. But she's also learned to accept her flaws, which honestly might be the most crucial step of the regimen. (laughs) Facts. Yeah. (laughs) Like... There's only so much you can do to the outside. So she was talking about some of her skincare stuff. I really want a total breakdown of everything that she uses, to be honest. But she uses this herbal cleanser by Epicurin, which I guess there's a tiny version of it for $29.50, but the normal version is $100. Right. And I really want to try it, though, because obviously Jessica uses it. Yeah, if it's good enough for Jessica, it's definitely good enough for us. For real. She said, I love how clean my skin feels after using this gel. Unlike most cleansers, it completely removes my makeup without leaving any residue behind. She said that she's been using eye cream since she got into the business, so she was 17. This is an old quote from Pop Sugar. She says, I just like the way it makes me feel and I don't want crow's feet. Then she uses Discovery Biopeptide Complex Serum, which plumps up the skin to make it look more youthful and corrects and prevents visible signs of aging. So this was when she was pregnant with Birdie. She talked about this. And she said, even with two kids and one on the way, I haven't got wrinkles yet. So I think it must be working. Jessica, girl. (laughs) Let's not tell lies around here, okay? I mean, I'm sure she has gotten wrinkles, but there's been other preventative measures. We always talk about this. Right. <laughs> that, like, celebrities just need to be honest about it. But, I mean, I'm sure it does help, definitely, when you focus on your skincare routine from a young age. It definitely need less Botox, I'm sure. Yeah. So then she said that when she was pregnant, her skin was really dehydrated, Ooh. and the moisturizer, the famous La Mer, was the only thing that worked. And so you know about La Mer, right? Yeah. It's like just this iconic moisturizer. If anyone out there doesn't know what it is, that all the celebrities use. Apparently J-Lo uses the face cream around her whole body and she buys like 10 things she of it at She beats it basically, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> also a lot of it has to do with genetics, you know? It really like- does. So she also uses, when she travels, she says her skin goes through really dry periods, which when someone says that their skin goes through dry periods, that's how dry my skin is all the time. So she uses Sonia Dakar's Omega Oil. So I think I'm going to try that. I mean, I could write a book about my skincare routine, you guys, but I'll save that for (laughs) after my first album, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that was basically all that I had for news. So... This episode, the video shoot, aired on October 7th, 2003. Mm-hmm. And the day before, October 6th, the show was renewed for a second season, which was reported by every news outlet. And so this week in Ashley and Jessica's life, they went to something called Tupalooza, 
which was two meaning limited to remember limited to yes the iconic store which was then bought out by justice oh my god whatever (laughs) going in there was like an event i wanted to buy everything all their sparkly tops and they had one of my favorite things that i remember having was it was a pair of pants and it had like three i guess tears is the best way to explain it or it's like you could unzip it and they could be capris or you could unzip this like the last one it would be shorts Mm -hmm. but they were also pants i was like oh versatile love it (laughs) (laughs) i remember that and I also remember, I wonder where they are because I filled them out when I was probably like 9, 10, 11, but they used to have these end of the year diaries. They were really big. It would be like all the stuff you did that year, like your favorite TV show and your favorite celebrity and your favorite song. And my favorite teacher this year was, my best friend this year was, or like my favorite day of this year was. And so I did them a few years in a row and I wonder where they are. They have to be somewhere because I don't think that my mom would throw them out because they were these big really nice books yeah so i'll report back because i'm <laughs> sure like if i find those it's gonna say like i love jessica <laughs> that. understandably of course of course it was hosted by clickets which were girls hair clips at legoland in carlsbad california and i think it was a concert but ashley didn't perform because she wasn't really doing music yet Jessica performed, and Ashley was there with Josh, remember, from her first episode? <sighs> Josh. Josh. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't have Undiscovered without no. him. So that's probably the reason he was born, let's be honest. Yeah, just to give us that. And what other, what was the other, like, really good breakup song on her first album? I mean, was it Unreachable that she also wrote about him? I think so. I feel like in general, most of it was about him, though, because they were yeah. together for a long time, and then they broke up right at the beginning of the Yeah, because I'm pretty sure in the first episode, she says, like, we've been together every single day since we started dating, and then it was, like, 20 minutes later, we broke up. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, well, that was, that escalated quickly. He's a dumbass, too, because he probably didn't have faith in her, because no. he didn't even think to, like, stay with her to maybe get on the show a little bit or something. Yeah. I mean, not that, the, like, I'm not saying I would do that. I'm not, like, a user, but I would think that... A young actor in Hollywood would be like, oh, my girlfriend's doing a new show. It's the Ashley Simpson show. Her name is in the title. That's pretty cool. Especially since there was a little more faith in Ashley because of Jessica. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, or interest, I guess, is a better way to word, but... He must have really wanted to get out of the relationship if he didn't want to stay on for that. But who knows? Maybe he was doing something shady. So we're glad you're not around, Josh. <laughs> Bye, Josh. <laughs> I posted pictures from this mm-hmm. event a long time ago. Like, I think it's one of the first that I posted on our Instagram. And they both look great, obviously. But Ashley looks so cute and so happy during this. So I guess it was like when her and Josh were really in love and stuff. Because they just look so... They really do look cute together. Aww. And yeah. And then October 11th is when the Justin Timberlake SNL episode aired. And I always feel like when you're parodied on SNL for the first time, it's like a turning point. It's a huge compliment. Yeah. In your career. It's, it means that you're culturally relevant enough that your average everyday person watching SNL is going to know what that is, you right. know, and it's going to get the reference. It's not just going to be like, oh, Jessica and Nick, like, who are they? Or right. like, why is Justin Timberlake dressed up like this woman or something? It's like right away... We all knew what it was. We all knew why he was acting stupid and why Nick was like <laughs> why Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. I love when he goes, I am Nick Lachey, formerly of the band of 98 Degrees and currently of, well, nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> the dig. We loved it. And that's what they were doing this week. I couldn't find anything else. 
I saw that Nick and Jessica were in New York, but I don't know what they were doing. I know that a little later, next episode, we'll talk about how they were on Larry King, which RIP, he passed away yesterday, was it? I believe so. So sad. He had COVID. He's literally one of the best interviewers ever. Like if you, I mean, he didn't interview Nick and Jessica because Ryan Seacrest did it for some reason. But if you, there's any celebrity that you love, just type in Larry King and see if he interviewed them because I loved his interviews. That's one of the things I really admired about him because for a while I was really interested in journalism um, Mm -hmm. and I thought that was the path I was going to end up going down. Larry King's interviews are just my favorite. Mm -hmm. I'm like so saddened by that. Me too. He had a way of interviewing people in a relaxed way, but he was taken seriously because he was like a real journalist and he was on CNN. So he could ask really hard questions that they wouldn't answer other places, but he did it in this relaxed way. So it didn't sound, it wasn't forceful. Yeah. It didn't sound like, okay, now let's talk about your hard childhood or something. It wasn't tabloidy. It was just kind of sincere and he'll definitely be missed. I mean, it's really, really sad. I just hate this stupid virus. But now we're going to get into the time machine <laughs> and go back to this week. In 2003. 2003. Okay, so one of my favorite movies of all time came out, Kill Bill, Volume yes. 1. Oh, oh my God, just one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> Obviously, this story is so good. And, you know, it's the return of Uma Thurman. She's playing the bride. It's directed Mm -hmm. by Quentin Tarantino, who's one of my all-time favorite directors. And they actually came up with this idea when they were on the set of Pulp Fiction, which is their other big collaboration. They were just like hanging out and talking during the making of that movie and they conceived of this bride character and how she would be on this path of revenge and how seriously she would take this revenge Mm -hmm. and how she would train for it and be this complete badass and it's just the coolest movie because there's so many different it yes it's very influenced by Asian films but there's so many different influences in it And it's technically like a four-hour movie because there's part one, which came out this week, and then part two came out the next year. But they really go hand in hand. And... But so seamlessly, too. Yes. And it's just one of the most thrilling, but also it's a hardcore, like, action movie. But it's also the emotion is there and you just get right away the complicated relationship between her and Bill and then all these other characters that come in that are just so dynamic. Right, because if you haven't seen the movie, without too many spoilers, she is left for dead by her husband on her wedding day. Mm -hmm. She's pregnant. Right. This is all like in the trailer. Right. She wakes up, baby's gone, she's in the hospital and she's going to kill Bill and she she goes after him. There's definitely a, a tirade it's just one of the most phenomenal movies ever made I think this was definitely a big pop culture moment oh definitely I mean I think it's a perfect movie and I go back and forth what my favorite Tarantino movie is I can't choose because I just love him so much but this to me is like when I say that Uma Thurman stars in this movie I don't mean that like she's in the movie she shines (laughs) like she is so phenomenal if you think about it she really hasn't had that big of a career. I would say most people, your average everyday person, probably couldn't name five Uma Thurman movies. They would say Pulp Fiction, right. Kill Bill. Wasn't she in Monster as well? No, that's Charlize Theron. Okay, never mind. Yeah. See, proving the point. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I don't know why she hasn't... I mean, I can't think of the last time that she came out with a movie that was... I don't even want to say good, but just like that did well. 
that was notable. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to me, it doesn't even matter because she's so iconic and perfect in her roles as Mia Wallace and then as the bride. She's made her mark on the world and she's made her mark on the movie industry and she'll always be remembered. Some of these actresses, they don't have the consistent career of an Emma Stone who has like 10 freaking classics by now and she's only like 30. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's okay. I, she should have won an Oscar for this. Especially since, like, with a lot of movies, the sequels bomb. You know, like, you're trying to recapture that magic and it just doesn't happen. And that did not happen with the Bill Bill Kill. Kill Bill franchise. Right. I think part of it was because it wasn't, like, the first one did really well. And then they were like, ooh, we need a sequel. He had conceived of this as a four-hour movie. And I think that it might have been the studio that was like, we can't release a four-hour movie. It's not going to play in theaters. So he split it up into volume one and volume two. The two movies are so different. The first one is more, like, action and bloody and then the second one is more like story I would say and Uma Thurman is I mean she's great in the first one just slaying but then in the second one she really has scenes with Bill that are just I mean her performance is really amazing it's not just about the physical part and the training and stuff Quentin's so good at writing these lines they're just perfect you understand immediately this like weird complex older man younger woman student teacher almost because he's the leader of this crime syndicate or whatever they are you know what I mean and and how they got involved you get it in the very few lines that because he's not it's not like they're in the movie together the whole movie right they're not having this long conversation no it's little stuff and you can so clearly see what's going on between them and I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made and if you haven't seen it definitely make that your movie night I'm not sure if it was that year. I don't think it was 2003, but definitely by the time Halloween 2004, like that was a staple Halloween costume for quite some time. yes. I need to be that. (laughs) Because that's one of the things though, it's just like, not to boil it down, but it's like, that's how you know you've really, one of the other like signature ways to know, like you've really made your mark. It's Mm -hmm. just like, is there some variation of you as a Halloween costume? Right. It's kind of similar to the SNL thing. It's like, are people going to recognize this with one look? And I think the fun thing too is Quentin Tarantino just, he allows you to go to this place that you can't normally go with this whole revenge thing because, you know, normally the lesson is like be the bigger person rise above it and this is like no this woman is planning out this long ass journey across the world (laughs) yeah maybe a friend said that to her and she's like no I don't think so she's like (laughs) these people because they were living their life as if they murdered her they thought she was dead right so then she comes back and she's like oh like you think you can kill me you can't and she goes after every single one of them and it's just as she should yes it's phenomenal I mean Nick, you're lucky Jessica didn't do this. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We went there. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime we're talking about something that's like even slightly in that area of a man did something wrong, I think of Nick. So I thought this week in music was really interesting because there were a lot of debuts. Almost all of them ended up in the top 10. So the number one album this week was the Hot Shot debut shot right to number one. It's Speaker Box slash The Love Below. Outcast. One of the best albums ever made, for sure. Yeah, there's Just, no disputing that. Not oh my God. <laughs> no, it won Album of the Year. It sold 5.7 million copies. It was just such a brilliant album it was heads and tails above what other people were doing at the time so I feel like you did have a lot of hip-hop artists that were I mean I don't know about their full albums but their singles were more just you know you had like Nelly 
who right. was like hot in here and stuff like that. And you had Chingy doing like right there and stuff. And it was all about just like being in the club. And like, I don't know. It yeah. just, there wasn't, I mean, I'm sure true hip hop fans that are the way with hip hop that I am with pop. Like I love hip hop, but I'm not a purist and I'm not someone who knew every album coming out like I did with pop at this time. But that just goes to show how iconic this album was because it reached me who wasn't buying every hip hop album. Right. I just feel like a lot of people were not at all going to the places that they go on this album. Not even close. Even when they do have a song like Hey Ya, that's more fun and just outwardly like a party song. There's then you have like roses. Right. Like there's so much more to their singles than just like I'm in the club and you know what I mean? And I know I'm not trying to boil hip hop down to that because I hate when people do that when they're just like, oh, like that's all it's about. Hip hop is one of the most beautiful art forms ever created. But in this era, I want to say 2001 to 2000, like six or something yeah at that point we're getting introduced to 50 cent and g unit lloyd banks who was a little more prevalent at the time obviously eminem at that time was like a really huge point in his career honestly like i think that's why i didn't like a lot of the hip-hop artists coming out because when i was way too young i was exposed to eminem's albums eminem and tupac too because i had older kids that i would hang out with and like my older cousin and stuff that's how i learned hip-hop and like i think tupac and eminem are just straight geniuses and i would listen to like their like the poetry of it and Eminem with I mean obviously there's a lot to be said about the violence and everything right but just the way that he strung words together to me was another level I couldn't get into something like Chingy and I'm sure maybe like Chingy on his album the deep cuts are like as amazing as Eminem I don't know that I don't know I have no idea but the singles to me didn't capture me the way that like an Eminem or a Tupac would so I was bored with it but then Outkast was like whole other level of artistry if anyone doesn't know outcast was or is andre 3000 and big boy yeah and so speaker box slash love below was two albums it's like a two-hour album one was big boy's album one was andre's album and big boys is more like i want to say serious it deals with more like social issues family issues things like that and then andre 3000s is more experimental and has a lot of like talking in it and it's a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah, and it's just so interesting. I don't know how to even describe it. I mean, I'm sure I don't have to because it's one of the biggest albums of this era. You guys probably know it. But I don't know. Do you have a preference between which album you like more? I do love Andre 3000. Me too. Me too. (laughs) That's my favorite. Because it's a big boy is so talented. It's not trying to discredit him at all. But I don't know. It just like who knows. I might listen to it in five years from now and be like, what was I thinking? Like no big boy's album. His half of it was like so much better. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, I can confidently say like Andre 3000, like he's just someone who's just really unapologetically himself Mm -hmm. and whatever he's doing. And that's something I really, really admire about Mm -hmm. him. I mean, I think we all were just like blown away by the album. And I'm happy that it did get so much mainstream recognition and that it was something that was so huge because that needed to be heard by a ton of people. And that's one of the albums that I am satisfied to just sit and listen to. It's an experience. Right. And there's so much in the music that you don't, there's not, you're not, oh, I need to do something else or I should make my hands busy or something. You're just experiencing it. And it's just, it's also because it's so long, I think, and because I was so little when it came out. So over the years as I listened to it, more things reveal themselves. There's might be a line or two that I didn't notice before or that didn't mean anything to me. And then it suddenly means something. Or it suddenly 
I'm like, oh, I understand what they're talking about now. Like, I was just kind of singing along to it before, but now I, like, feel that shit. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's the best art. You can go back to it at different times in your life, and it's almost like it's new. Right. Because you're new. Because you've grown and evolved. You're hearing it with new ears. Every once in a while, something hits, and it's just so perfect, and it's like lightning in a bottle, and I mean, all their collabs on the album, too. Yeah. Like, like uh, Andre 3000 got Nora Jones. Like, you wouldn't put those two people together, but then you do, and it's just brilliant. I wish that song was longer, <laughs> because it's three minutes or something, and I'm like, oh, I need seven minutes of this. And the vampire song with Khalees, like, everything. Casual. Everything. So yeah, the other albums that debuted... Number two was Some Devil, Dave Matthews. Number three was Results May Vary, Limp Bizkit. Number four was That Asshole, R. Kelly. Five. The Chocolate Factory? No, it was a compilation. Oh. eh. I just don't want to acknowledge him. That's fine. Number five was Cheers by Obi Trice. First of all, he needs a new agent and management because why are you releasing another hip-hop album the same day as Outkast? It's, like, not a good idea. Right. Um, And then six was The Long Road by Nickelback. So these were all debuts that just shot right onto the top ten, and it just shows you, like, what music looked like at the time. Because this is, like, there's no pop. I think Hilary Duff was still on the top ten at this point, so she was basically, like, the pop in the top ten. It's these rock and roll bands that are, like, Eh. Like yeah, Biscuit like, and Nickelback. How is, yeah, how is Nickelback on the top 10? They always are. Like, I don't, I don't get know. it. They, I, I mean, feel like there's certain types of people who have possibly <sighs> voted for 45 who listened to Nickelback. I swear on my life, I was just going to say Donald Trump was president. So, like, I, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> that's, like, that's how I explain everything because that to me is the most unimaginable thing they that happened. They give me similar energy. Oh, totally. I'm sure they're. <laughs> They're rocking that at the rallies. And then Dave Matthews is like this slow jam alternative. Like I basically like like one Dave Matthews song. I don't even know what album it's on. But I don't know any of these other albums. I mean, I would know some of the R. Kelly, but I don't want to talk about him. Right. So so watch Surviving R. Kelly. I'm not sure if it's on HBO Max or Netflix. It was on Lifetime, so I don't know what it's on now, but you can find it. It's trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, trigger warning and whatever. That was a little snapshot into the music and movies. Should we get into this episode yes the video shoot so we open with this random ass clip from the bahamas trip right they just didn't have anything yeah they didn't have anything of jessica like talking about sweetest sin or no they had to put this weird clip oh my goodness where they're talking about (laughs) i mean i didn't expect to really like go here on this podcast but they're talking about ass eating I guess. Yeah, so. Which, like, is anyone surprised that that wasn't going on in their sex life? No. No. I I feel like Nick is the most simple. Nick is not someone that's going to be like, why don't we have a sex swing? Yeah. I honestly, like. He's more vanilla. That's the vibe I get. Yeah, I feel like with Nick, he's just so basic when it comes to, like, sports, sex, food. I feel like you put on the game you make him some wings, like you hand him a beer. He's a simple man. Give him a blowjob at halftime. He's happy. He let, like I just described paradise. You know what I mean? Like that's it. That's all he needs. You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna uh, be asking for this. Yeah. So they're at the Atlantis Resort. Nick is talking about how he's pretty hairless and he has like no hair all over his body. And then, but he has a hairy ass. Right. He has a hairy ass. And then Jessica is like, I don't either. Good thing I don't lick your ass. Jessica, shut up. Just draw a line somewhere. Whatever. Pick it and draw it. Sake, I'm sorry. And (laughs) can you believe this minister's daughter came out with that? 
yeah. I, like I when I watched this, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, hold I on. Yeah. I had to watch it from the beginning. I was like, did I hear that? <laughs> We're not even a year into her having sex and she's like just blurting this out right anywho so nick tells her to shut up but like <laughs> this wasn't him being mean like he was obviously like pretty uncomfortable yeah and so, I, I think he would have been uncomfortable even without the cameras but the fact that it was being filmed yeah he's like oh my god because drew and leah were there so they're just was... like shaking their heads uh and i like when she calls it a hiney yeah. See, that's what I expect from somebody like her, not just to talk, blurt out what she blurted out. Right. So then <laughs> Jessica's like, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm kidding. Like, stop. Like, I think it's cute. Yeah, so I, I like your hiney. I think it's so cute. If you want me to lick it, I'll lick it. Oh my God. I don't want you to say anything. I really. Stop. I want you to stop <laughs> talking. You can comprehend that. I'm true. I'm kidding. These two things, they shut together and nothing then. comes out. You breathe through this and nothing comes out of here. I guess they just needed an opener. Yeah. And they were like, okay. Let's grab everyone's attention. Yeah. It was just so out of left field. And then we get into the actual episode. Yes, thankfully. <laughs> Which Nick is on his way to his video shoot. Right. It's so funny because he's so defensive about his hair. Right. He's like, that's why I look like a scrub. And I'm like, this is the best you've ever looked because you don't have that spiky gelled mop on the top of your head like I think guys look really cute when they have just their hair as it is you know right. I mean I thought he looked great but he was like yeah that's why I have like this beetle-esque hair and I'm like that's not the hair that the Beatles had no so then we get to the video shoot which is flat out embarrassing he's just standing topless with jeans he doesn't even have charisma it's him dancing next to the dancers in like a big purple room and then I mean the amount of effort like none and the thing is when he later in the episode gets all bent out of shape what are you surprised about it's not like you worked really hard on this video and then seeing the final result you're like oh you know what it didn't work out you didn't put anything into this so no shit, like it's terrible. I mean, I don't know what he expected. And he seemed like he was in a good mood at the shoot. Like he didn't seem like when he got there that he was like, oh man, I, you know, I thought we talked about this. I thought it was going to be, you know, more, more complex. of a storyline. Something, something. Yeah. This never should have happened. Just turn on MTV and, and watch a few videos and see what's going on. Like lasers, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, because basically the three scenes we see through the music video is one with Nick in a black tank top with the blue lasers behind him. There's one where he's wearing no shirt. I think that's when he's in the purple room. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah, and he doesn't even look good. It looks so awkward. Yeah, like he has a nice physique, but like there's nothing like it's going so on other than that. Yeah, right. like if, okay, like I understand that during this period of time, there was no possible way that this label was going to let him release something without being shirtless. Like I right. understand that. But this song is about makeup sex. So why don't you make your self being topless in context like be in bed with a girl right uh not to mention that you have the hottest girl in the world as your wife but I'll, like i'll talk more about that later but yeah. like why are you just standing there in jeans and a belt like topless like right. be, be in your boxer shorts maybe like you're in bed and you are with a girl and 
you know, she's mad at you and so you can't do it or whatever and you're really wanting to and she's just like still mad about the fight. Then it would be like, okay, I understand why he's shirtless. This makes sense in context. Yeah, and like the last kind of situation we see Nick in is... <laughs> situation. I, well, I don't know how else to explain it. Is there's half the time he has a white shirt on, like a white collared shirt and the girls are dancing behind him and then mm-hmm. the other one I think is just like the close-ups of his face where he's wearing a black collared shirt. But mm-hmm. like... I like that the best, the black right. shirt. There wasn't a lot of variety to work with it was just so boring and then jessica shows up in her silver mercedes yes and she's giving him tips i really like this part seeing when they work together as i've said before i love when they work together and even though she wasn't really working on the video i like the when she tells him she's like you know that part like after the bridge when you say shut up like it would be cool if you like gave a cool look or something and then he like practices it right on the spot and then and then he's like like that and she's like yeah and then he practices it again yeah <laughs> but that's when the, like I love that like that was such a wholesome moment between the two of them you know mm-hmm. like he was taking the constructive criticism because that's the thing like Jessica could have been like wow this sucks or whatever and she was just <laughs> like hey maybe try this like mm-hmm. that's how it should be yeah you can tell that she got there and was like okay and also one thing I question if this was filmed after the whole USO show that they did mm-hmm. Right? Why are we still going off the thing of like the dance routine for that was was a lot more raunchy initially? Mm-hmm. So it's like, why didn't we learn from that 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 wasn't really the best idea? And you're kind of carrying a very similar momentum for this music video. Maybe he thought it was good. The thing is, the problem is not really the dancers and the sexy girls, although they're so unnecessary. It's just there's nothing in this video. It's just him standing there. And if you're a really compelling entertainer, you can maybe get away with something like that. Like Beyonce has done some videos like that where it's basically just her in different looks and her just like singing. You can if you have a certain level of charisma that he does not have. Therefore, you need some kind of something happening right and that's what it was like with that with this music video it could have i mean we'll get more into it later on but like it could have just been like him and one girl just kind of like keeping it more structured and focused Mm -hmm. but anywho the weird thing too is that 90 degrees videos were not shitty like this no i mean we just watched my everything i haven't watched any of their other videos since i was probably like i don't know 10 so i can't remember but my everything there's the weird desert scenes but the scenes with each girl are really good they're well produced everybody looks great i love the lighting like the cinematography but now i'm thinking like maybe nick just doesn't he didn't have anything to do with that like maybe the 90 degrees manager had these ideas or something because the fact that i mean no offense larry but the fact that larry rudolph was nick's manager at this time goes to show so many people think that britney is this like puppet and everyone tells her what to do yo all those iconic videos britney's idea mm-hmm. which I already knew because I'm a stan, but like if you didn't know already, it wasn't Larry because he didn't have shit to say about this. I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he tried to say like, maybe you come up with a better concept or something. But like if I was Larry, I would even say to Britney, hey, you know, Nick Lachey, like I'm doing his video. I don't know. Do you want to listen to this song? See maybe that you have an idea because she obviously has this creative mind that people just dismissed because they were like, oh, she's slutty or whatever. And they just thought she was this manufactured, which of course she was in many ways. She was. To an extent. To an extent. But she also was very creative. And in the same way that people 
thought that Jessica was just a Britney copy. What do you think that she's copying? Like you think she's just copying this label robot? No, Britney actually had a lot of ideas that made her who she was. I don't know, I just feel like you are the manager of one of the biggest pop stars in history in history. And you can't say to Nick Lachey, like, this is bullshit. Like I've literally been on the set of some of the most iconic videos ever made yeah. and this ain't it. Like, Cause it's like, not for anything. It's like, we see Nick on a day-to-day basis watching newlyweds wearing a black or white collared shirt. Like what is, <laughs> no, and that's not me trying to be mean, but like when he goes to events, like that's like his kind of his go-to. Either he's wearing mm-hmm. a t-shirt and jeans or basketball shorts, or he's wearing like a plain collared shirt. It's not that he's dressed poorly, but it's what is separating this from what we normally see of you. Mm-hmm. Like you what's what? going to make me remember this? I think there should have been more close-ups without that aren't beefcakey, as he later right. says. Because one thing Nick really has is he has beautiful blue eyes. He's an attractive man. He is. And it's just, it's almost, this is difficult territory because I don't want it to sound slut shamey at all. But I feel in the same sense that sometimes female pop stars, when they are really sexual in a video, sometimes it comes off as sincere and real and like, oh, they're just expressing themselves. And then other times it comes off like this, which is just- You're trying too hard. Someone told her, you better get in that bikini girl because have you seen Britney? Have you seen Christina? Like sometimes it just comes off as desperate and oh, I just need to show my body because sex sells. And it's like soulless, which like there's something to be said for that too. If you, if that's what you want and you like that, then fine. That's totally cool. But I always liked like Madonna. There's always was like more behind all the shocking things that she was doing. And if you really listen to her lyrics and all that kind of stuff. But to me, there was always so much more going on there. And there should just be something behind it. And so if there's not, what I'm saying is sometimes it distracts from the true beauty of the person because it's just like all people see is like TNA. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it was with Nick in this video is like people are just like, oh wow, those abs. And it's just Muscles. like, because you can so tell that there's nothing to this. He's just pressing a button and he's like, okay, now I'm pop star Nick. Gotta take my shirt off. Gotta smile at the camera. I'm obviously Nick Cliche. Like... <laughs> There's just nothing there. No. It just makes me sad. And the thing, though, is, yes, we're hard on Nick. Nick is not, like, completely talentless. He's not. Like, he no. has talent. And that's what I think. I think I could speak confidently for the both of us. Like, where our frustration is, is just, like, y- y- they didn't need to do anything crazy to make a great video. And yeah. they just, they really, whether, I mean, because it's not on all on Nick. His label dropped the ball. They, oh my God. Like so hard. They should be embarrassed and so should yeah. he. I mean, imagine how much Larry learned from managing Britney Spears. Right. That's crazy. Like there's just no excuse for this, especially because he is talented. He does have a really nice voice. Why didn't yeah. they have a song that showcased his voice more? It didn't have to be this, I swear, but I haven't listened to the entire album, but maybe there was another song on there that did showcase his voice more because he was definitely the star of 90 Degrees. Like that was yeah. not even a question. So, so they go home. Jessica carries in some shoes. And and then it's two weeks later and Nick gets the footage from his music video. So him and Jessica (laughs) sit down in the living room to watch it. Yeah. So first of all, when they show these videos, they have that weird pop music. Come on, y'all! 
Yeah, that royalty-free music. Well, like, even when they're recording the music video, just to hear those, like, random song playing, which I don't understand didn't why. Didn't they buy, like, the... I don't know if it's ASCAP or the other one, but didn't they buy, like, the blanket license for all of the Jessica and Nick songs? Right, that's what I don't understand. I think that DVD rights are different from broadcast rights. Got it. So I think that when this aired, it was their song. I don't know. It's kind of weird, though, because, like, live performance is also different. I'm trying to remember my music business class right now. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, we're watching this video, and it's a rough cut in more ways than one. Yeah. Nick is not looking happy. Jessica comes and lays on the couch. It always was funny to me how she was sitting. She just looks so unenthused, and she looks beautiful. She doesn't look tired, but, like, she, you could tell she's very tired. It must have been, like, she just came from some other appearance or something she asks him like what do you think Mm -hmm. and he says that he doesn't like the tank top set up because he looks beefcakey and Mm -hmm. I'm like yeah how do you think it was gonna turn out when you have no shirt on or then when you have the tank top and your muscles are out that's pretty much textbook beefcakey I mean that's like if Christina Aguilera got the footage from dirty and she was just like oh you know I look kind of dirty it'd be like (laughs) yeah Christina like (laughs) yeah like Jessica is supportive of that one. She says she likes it, but... My favorite part, though, is when she goes, didn't you watch the playback? Yeah. Just very simple show business mind kind of stuff. Oh, you didn't watch the playback? That, to me, shows insecurity because it's... A lot of actors don't like to watch playback. I always watch playback because... You don't want to be in this situation where you're two weeks later or however long later and you watch it and you're like, oh my God, that's what I looked like. That's what I was doing. When you're doing a movie, they're called like dailies. I mean, even just to see, sometimes I'll record something and then I watch it and I'm like, oh, if I just turn my head a little more to the left, that little shadow won't be on me or something. You know what I mean? Like right. just for, I mean, that's 101 in yeah. any time you're filmed. And Jessica is like, she's sitting there just like very plainly like, didn't you watch the playback? Yeah, like how do you not know how to do this it's not this is your first single and this is your first time as an artist (laughs) no um but nick says the video looks like it's from the 80s and it's just very boring because there's nothing going on which yes he didn't watch the playback but at least he's not just like lying to himself i'm like oh well no this is great and let's just put this out (laughs) he wishes it looked like an 80s video it doesn't even have that 80s cheesiness or fun corniness where at least it's interesting to look at even if it's not good it just there's nothing there jessica says oh people aren't going to be bored by it but the other thing she says that was like everything is she just goes well everyone's just gonna be looking at the girls yeah which i felt like actually very offensive comment to say to him because he's already like egos bruised a little bit watching this it looks like an 80s video there's nothing going on it's just kind of boring what the video maybe all the people are gonna be looking at little girls like good i mean it's not gonna be boring to people is what i'm saying change the thing it's great this is his music video and he's you know one thing that he knows about himself most likely is I'm an attractive guy I have the muscles I have the blue eyes I'm in a boy band tons of girls want me and everything and she's saying like people aren't even gonna acknowledge you and this is your your own music video yeah and she's just saying like well all people are gonna be looking at is the girls I'm surprised because Nick dogs her for the dumbest stuff that she doesn't even deserve being criticized for and that was a genuine comment that I would have been like hey that wasn't very nice yeah she says I think it's great 
when she's picking at her eye or something. And like, yeah. she literally looks like she could not be less interested. To her credit, she is answering his questions and everything. Like she's giving her opinion, but she just seems very disconnected. And I just feel like she's just like, all right, well, with what I saw, yeah, like, it's good. If this is what we're working with, there's not really much else you could do. Yeah. And just to be fair, because I'm always, I take her side with everything and I diss Nick constantly. I do want to say that like, I basically only date people in the arts because that's just, that's the world I'm in and that's what I'm into. When my spouse or whatever boyfriend would be doing something and then he would show it to me or like play me a song or like I will go see him in a show or something like that. I mean, she's not showing any, like she's not even trying. I mean, I guess she's trying a little bit, but like I would just be really passionate passionate about it and I think you can tell here how not meant to be there because she just doesn't care and you can also tell that there's like really not a lot of passion behind it on Nick's side so it's just kind of sad so I asked on our Instagram was Jessica being honest when she told Nick she liked the beefcake close-ups from his video because I think it is funny how he's like well what would you do would you change him or would you keep him and she's like I like him like she's yeah. just kind of she almost sounds like a little girl maybe if you want to change him with close-ups right change him so ask what you think would you change him do you like them? I mean, I like them. Maybe it was a couple, but... You're not helpful. Thanks. Uh, so 32% said she truly liked them, and 68% said she's just being nice. The thing is, there's a scene in season two. Mm-hmm when he did a Christmas song, they walk in from something. They're like in the kitchen. He is playing his song and she laughs and then she gives him her genuine opinion and he won't speak to her. Like he's so mad. And okay, there's a nicer way to do it than laughing. But she says, baby, like I'm going to tell you the truth. Don't you want me to be honest? Maybe she wasn't lying. Maybe she was like, yeah, I do like him. It's fine. But she wasn't sitting there saying, wow, good job, honey. Like this is awesome. That's exactly what I mean. You know, you would think that if she really was into it she would be like I love it you look so handsome or whatever right. but because of how much they're always arguing and how much he's always trashing her like maybe 10 minutes before the video came in the mail or whatever or they dropped it off he was criticizing her saying something cruel to her and she just didn't have it in her to be like babe you look so good it turned out great you know yeah we just don't know the whole no but that's why I was just like her just being like it's good it's just like with with what we have like yeah like it's all right because with the exception of Nick really fighting for this you don't really reshoot a music video once it's done it's it's done so I feel like that's kind of where she was coming from I just would have loved to hear more of her opinion and I think he probably was like because he's kind of pissed like he gets up and walks away because he's like you're not very helpful and again to her credit she answered his question but I think he was just looking for a little bit more and I think what was seemed like what was on her mind was it's fine it's not amazing it's fine and that's what I would have said if I was her I would have been like it's not your best work but like I don't don't think it's boring I don't think it's as bad as you think it is so Nick and Jessica are in the car Jessica tells us it's a little after 5 a.m and they're they're heading towards the music video shoot for Sweetest Sin and Jessica tells us very sweetly that Nick is her love interest for the video right now it is uh, five something and we are on our way to shoot my video, Sweetest Sin. Nick's my love interest, believe it or not. I'm your sweetest sin. You're my sweetest sin. Sweetest sin. And it 
it's like interesting because while she's saying all of this they're putting like very like cutesy almost again that royalty free like <laughs> music box yeah. music this is their love music I guess right and then she asks Nick if they're gonna be in the water all day and he's just like I don't, I don't know it's girl this is video. your video yeah I mean she's just she's it was early yeah but again I mean we talked about this before but you know the dynamics the difference between men and women at this time is of course Nick is surrounded by multiple women in provocative clothing but right. for Jessica's video she has one love interest and it's not even an actor it's her real husband you know it's it's like how they have to market to the world is Jessica's just with Nick because if she had a man in this video oh that would be scandalous whatever but can you imagine if in Sweetest Sin Jessica was surrounded by men that were in I don't know even what would be skimpy for a man like Nick topless with jeans surrounded and they are grinding on her but then they, that would push that narrative of like oh look she lost her virginity yeah. and now she's <laughs> just so horny yeah yeah I mean Ew. no of course not but for Nick it's normal that he's surrounded by all these sexy dancers so just interesting dynamic there oh the next thing his comment pissed me off she's in the trailer and they're wetting her hair mm-hmm. for the scene and Nick says whatever you're doing in there she has it coming yeah it's like why she doesn't do anything to you I mean yeah I just mentioned a couple comments that I that I thought she could have been nicer or more interested in his video but she doesn't deserve to be wet and freezing actually I know it's a joke but it's not like we're seeing her slap him across the face I know she deserves only the best (laughs) so then they're making out in front of the waterfall love Love it's it's so a beautiful much. shot. It really is. They both, you know, it's kind of like a no-brainer. It's like two beautiful people in front of a beautiful background kissing and... Especially with all the, like, the greenery around them. Mm-hmm. Granted, yes, there's nothing around them besides like the waterfall and like the greenery and like you see some flowers. But because of that, it just, your eye just automatically goes to them with their skin tone compared to like how everything else is very like cool colors. Right. Because so well done. People that worked on this video are professionals and they knew what they were doing. They weren't just like, take off your shirt and stand in front of that couch, Nick. Shake it. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what happened? And th- that's the thing that gets me is he's like genuinely surprised too. He's like, what? Like, he's like, oh, you know, it's boring. I'm like, yeah, because you weren't doing anything. Like, you knew that when you were shooting it. Jessica has multiple setups and interesting mise en scene. Like, the way that things are framed in an artful way. And like, yeah, there's some cheese the elements of this video like I don't like when it fades from white into and it's all dreamy and stuff like that's like a little cheesy but I mean the videos don't even compare you know what I mean yeah we have Nick in one colored room and then Nick in a black room with lasers (laughs) and then Nick in another room I can't believe that they did the lasers I, I really can't I did a poll asking rate the sweetest sin video and everybody rated it. I mean, almost everybody. There were two people that voted it a little bit lower and then a couple people that voted it not all the way to the top, but most people, I mean, this is a this is a Jessica and Ashley Stan account. Yeah. So most people just rated it. It's hard to say what it is because it's just that bar that right. you slide across. So a lot of people rated it 10 out of 10, I guess. So they're freezing and that's a big part of this. And I feel... That it's so funny how this happens all the time. Every time you're shooting something where you need to be wet, it's always cold. Like celebrities are always freezing their ass off in their videos. There's always some issue or a thousand degrees or something. But we cut to the trailer and do you know who is her wardrobe stylist? No. Is Rachel Zoe. Oh boy. And she looks so young. Like you can tell she's not as experienced. I didn't recognize that was her. That's Yeah, I mean she's not in it very much, but I love Rachel Zoe. I was a huge super fan of 
of the Rachel Zoe project, which was her Bravo reality show. I seriously think that's one of the best reality shows ever because it was low on drama. It was all about the job. And if you're at all into fashion, track that show down because honestly, like I rewatched it so many times because it's just so interesting. I mean, now she's more of a designer. Right. And at the time she was trying to develop her collection, but it's just so interesting how she does her job finding these perfect looks for celebrities and for this video it's almost like do I need a wardrobe stylist it's very very simple but it's still the creation of a look the choice to keep it simple is a choice yeah Yeah. exactly one of the things they could have done was just left like Jessica's wearing the the white bathing suit bottoms she has the, the bikini top but she has like a nude tank top over it and like that I feel like still keeping it conservative really keeps the fine line between like is this like sensual and romantic or is this overtly sexual right it wasn't hoish at all no so good job yeah and I also like the choice that they didn't just do the tank top because then you would have been able to like see through it which definitely was a thing at the time I mean every single episode of Friends Jennifer Aniston's nipples are like front and center they are like good morning girl (laughs) so then they go to film the bed scene and Nick is like this is my worst nightmare me in bed with you and your dad right because Joe was like sticking his head in and (laughs) we need to talk about this awkward as fuck thing that oh my god I guess they go over to Joe and they're like hey Joe like what do you think about this or whatever and he could have just said oh I'm so proud of Jessica she looks great and this is a really nice video concept and I'm you know I'm happy it might be a little weird because they're making out and stuff for me but you know whatever it's it's whatever you know right but instead he says Jessica has waited uh, to sing about or have sex until she's married and now she's married and uh, I think we're celebrating the fact that she can do it till she's blue in the face and uh, she can sing about it too that they're celebrating the fact that Jessica can do it until she's blue in the face. You know what? I'm really confused about this song because, okay, Irresistible, she's saying, I'm so into this guy. I want him so bad. I can't have sex, but I want you so bad because he's irresistible. Then in this song, she doesn't talk about sex. It's still, I want to have sex. Like, that would be the sweetest sin. Can you imagine us? Right. Why? First of all, it's not a sin because she's married. So that's the first thing that is confusing to me. And she didn't write this. Diane Warren did. So, like, I have some questions, Diane. (laughs) Then on top of it, she's singing about, again, like, can you imagine us making love? Well, at this point, why are we still imagining this? You know, like, you... It could have been, like, do you remember us? Exactly. That actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, I don't know why I wish that she would have just written a song herself about Mm -hmm. it instead of... I mean, she didn't even have to, obviously. Like, she didn't have to then... It's not like an update after Irresistible. Like, all right, I've had sex and now I'm going to write a song about it. So here we go. It's just weird to me. So then why is Joe saying we're celebrating the fact that now she can do it until she's blue in the face? Because again, she's just saying like, you know, can you think of it the way I dream of it and all that kind of stuff. She's just talking about a fantasy. Like, this could have easily been on irresistible it's the same concept it's just a mid-tempo and it's much more sensual and it's less in your face look at me with my backup dancers and my abs you know it's it's more real but the whole thing just doesn't really make sense to me and Joe I remember Joe also was always under fire because he said that iconic comment iconic in a bad way I should say infamous yeah he's like oh she has double d's like you can't cover those suckers up and it's just weird my dad would literally like never 
ever reference my boobs. I mean, I also, I don't have double D's, so I have D's. But, I mean, he would never. I mean, it's just like, I can't even fathom. Like, can you fathom that? Like, I I can't. It's just, and I think that's what made people cringe so much. Because, like, if it was just her manager or a stylist who said that, not the best thing. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it was her dad. Yeah, and the thing is, as someone with big boobs, you can cover them up. I mean, Jessica, she's well endowed or however you want to say it, but she doesn't have insanely big boobs. They're proportionate with her body. They don't look out of place. Her boobs aren't hanging out all the time, so the fact that his observation was like, you just can't cover them up, like, no matter what we put her in, you know, damn it. she had implants or something, and they were just, like, very, like, hard, stiff, like, up to her neck. But that's not the case at all. No, and I just, I can't imagine also my dad talking about that now I can have sex until I'm blue in the face. Like, that's, that's so crazy. weird. That's crazy. I feel like when my dad and I talk about stuff, if he's telling a story that like somehow involves sex, he'll be like, and you know, they were doing you know what. And then he gets right into the next like part. Of right. The it's not something that we discuss. I guess in some way it shows that they have an open line of communication. And I know that they talked about it before she had sex because that was part of her life journey. And he gave her the promise ring and everything. So like, I get that they talked about it before, but now just what are you talking about? I feel like it also could have been if he was just like, you know, like as a pastor or like as her father, I can't really... If he was like said something along the lines of, well, yeah, she's married now. So like if she wants to sing about it, whatever, like it was just the wording of it was so cringy. Yeah. Why are we still talking about this? It is, yeah, why is this still a thing? And it is kind of icky for me to think about in Joe's shoes, he knows that on her wedding night this is her first time and he is thinking about that because how could he not be thinking about it? It was such a big part of her life and it was something that was reiterated even at at the ceremony, you know? I mean, it must be weird to be in his shoes and know that everyone knows this about your daughter and it's a really personal thing yet everybody knows about it. But then I'm like, maybe it's good because in America we're so repressed and weird about sex and it's like, I mean, you should be able to talk freely about it and it shouldn't be such a thing. But I just think his wording here. Yeah. Like you're saying, if he had said basically the same thing but in more appropriate terms. Right. It wouldn't have mattered. No, it would have been like, okay, cool. Like they're open with, like she's open with her parents about this kind of stuff. Almost like a Kris Jenner. As her mother, I wanted to kill her. But as her manager... I was like, all right. Yeah. Uh, Let's figure this one out, Kim. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it must be weird for him to have to be in meetings and stuff with Tommy Mottola or whatever who's saying, okay, you know, Jessica was wearing that long sleeve top. I didn't like that. My dad would murder someone for saying, well, she needs to tie her shirt. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it must be a weird tightrope for him. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably why Joe felt so comfortable saying it, but it, it doesn't change at the end of the day like that's her dad okay in a business standpoint when you're talking to other people from the label that's one thing but just talking to you one-on-one as her dad yeah why why was that appropriate because I would always think about when you see a shot of like a, a picture of Britney and she's revealing so much I'm like what does her dad say you know like what does her dad think is he just oh it's just part of the business or right. oh she's just expressing herself like is he understanding like does she always have to answer to him or what I mean even as an adult your dad's your dad you know yeah. like my dad still sometimes calls me the big 
baby. Oh. It's, you know what I mean? I remember one time, I think it was in the Diane Sawyer interview, she said that her grandpa would like call her and be like, okay, if you were at this thing tonight, like what were you wearing? Just yeah. so he could like prepare himself. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just gonna say that. Still, it's just like, some people just don't know when to shut up. So unwarranted comments are always gonna be a thing. So like just any male members, just, like dealing with that, it's uncomfortable. The whole thing is weird. And I'm not even dissing Joe because I love Joe. I think overall he's a good dad. And no, I know- he definitely is. Yeah, like I do think that he was a good manager and I think he's a good person. Yeah. I'm not saying that he is a perv. I'm no, not. No, 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 Like yeah, I don't not think that. Like I remember people talking about that kind of stuff around this time because he did make the double D's comment. I don't think he's a perv at all. I don't think he was looking at, obviously, no. I don't think he was looking at her like, oh damn, like she's hot. I don't think anything like that. But I think it, it's almost charming that he felt so comfortable just saying this shit. Like that Yeah, he, it was like, oh, well. Because I think it's because he so isn't a perv toward her that he was like obviously I'm just joking around or something you know but when you say something that's committed to film (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it exists forever and you just have to yeah because there's a big difference between like like I said like Joe saying that a little cringy whereas Trump saying oh if my daughter wasn't my daughter I'd date her that's disgusting no he really I saw a like a clip package one time of just all the clips of him talking about her inappropriately mm-hmm. and he said so many things and it's so pervy it really is like bothersome and this is just like it's just coming from a completely different place like right. Joe's like doe-eyed he's almost seems innocent about it yeah, like it's, it's like weird. oh well that's what's happening now like, <laughs> you know he's like well here we are yeah <laughs> <laughs> we all know what the song is about we all know what's going on yeah we love you Joe yeah Yes, there is nothing but love for Joe. Definitely. So then they're filming the scene by The Rock. Right. And when they first try to do it, Jessica runs away because she's so freezing. She says she's going to cry. Like, she can't do it. And then they go back and actually do it. And if you watch this part of the video, you can tell, like, the look on Nick's face. Jessica's a little bit better at faking the, I'm a sexy pop star, even though I'm freezing. Like, Nick's face, if you actually watch that part when they have, like, they show them from the side, he looks like he's about to die. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I feel for them. I definitely give them credit for being steamy and sexy when they were that cold. Because that's one of those things, like, it's hard to hide. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, just your facial expression. Um, but she then, doesn't look uncomfortable at all in the video. No. She looks so, I mean, it looks like the most warm summer day. Right. I mean, even, like, when the first shots that they're doing, he's trying to rub her arms to keep her warm. You know, yeah. like, he's really trying to be a good sport and a well, good husband. Yeah, I like how right after they get that shot, he literally lifts her up and moves her into the sunnier part. Yeah. And Rachel Zoe is panicking. She's, like, so nervous bringing over the robes like she's trying to get the robes on them as fast as possible and she's like shaking you know I mean I think at that point she didn't have as much clout in the industry as she would have in like the next couple of years when she really was getting all the high profile clients at that point this was like right before she was really high profile so she was probably like I gotta do a good job I gotta hustle like I don't, yeah. I don't want her to freeze so that's basically the shoot they go home and then there's this really cute moment where Jessica's explaining she was so cold that she was shaking and so now her whole like abdomen hurt I mean we could not stop shaking like my entire Stomach and back, so sore today. I can't even, like, laugh. <laughs> Ow. You said I can't even laugh and then laughed. <laughs> I was just going to show you that I have to say ow after this. <laughs> 
and they just they're both giggling and it's really cute those little moments are when they seem like a couple to me i'm like oh these two actually are like cool with each other yeah then we have the rough cut of jessica's video right so joe brings that over and they all watch it together when Nick is leaning over the couch watching it, he's like slowly panicking. <laughs> yeah, it's like setting in. He's slowly dying. Like you can see his face where, yes, before he saw Jessica's, he noticed how bad his was, but the comparison. Right. And the fact that it's kind of occurring to him that there is going to be a comparison between them now because they're both solo artists and obviously they're married and they're both on newlyweds and they're it's going to be like music around the same time. Right, exactly. Everyone's going to be saying, like why is Jessica's video so good and his video is total crap and so then they go over he's walking up the stairs and I think he probably like stormed out because Jessica they were like talking about the budget and Joe says it was 170 meaning $170,000 and Jessica goes why like what, what was your like I wonder was she antagonizing him on purpose I don't know but she's like just casually she's like oh like what was your budget and he's like I don't want to talk about it right so I feel like he left and was probably like pissed and just wanted to be alone <clears throat> and then they ran after him and they're like nick nick like, yeah, like what are you, are you, what are you so feeling upset? yeah or the producer was probably just like oh nick can we get like, a few words about what are you experiencing right now well after seeing her video it's obvious that mine is not up to snuff i mean it was a half-assed video a half-assed treatment and a half-assed shoot and it comes off that way so we're gonna have to go back and reshoot the whole stupid freaking thing I do feel for him, even though it's completely his fault. But I mean, it's not just his fault. It's his whole team and everything, but it's his fault. And I love this because it's real. It's real reality. He's genuinely frustrated. He was frustrated before, but then with him seeing this video, it's just they captured a very real moment of frustration. And, you know, like he basically decides in that moment that he really has to do something about it, where I think as before he was maybe mulling it over. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, he was more so like in the mindset of like, well, is it really that bad or am I just like overly critiquing it but like you said watching the two he's just like yeah no this is not mm-hmm. what it should be so nick gets on the phone mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of money but in the big scheme of things i think it's so important jason this is uh nick lachey calling hi is uh dean chris kabopolisian it's nick lachey hi it's uh nick lachey from Holden. so are they, are they saying there's no money to put towards it oh uh-huh. Just, it's just bland and boring and it doesn't matter how you it. I mean, the lasers look, it, just the look of it. Let me get my manager on the phone and I will call you back at this number with him on the phone. With his agent, his manager, and they're trying to get more money to reshoot. And they offer $10,000 and they're like, that would be the most. And you just see Nick face palm and he's just like, that's nowhere near what they need to redo this video. I mean, when you think about the fact that Jessica's budget was $170,000 and I don't know how much his budget was before, what they did could not have cost that much. And then they're offering $10,000. That is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of what they put up for Jessica's video. And remember at the time, Jessica wasn't in Britney's shoes. She wasn't in NSYNC's shoes. She was not as big and she didn't have as iconic videos or anything like that. So like they put up a lot of money for this. It showed they believed in her. They liked the single. They liked her album. They were into it and they put up the money for it. I mean, knowing what we know about how over time when her fame starts growing, her sales start growing, she starts getting movie roles, all this stuff. He's not getting any of that. He's not going anywhere. And he starts to get really jealous and he doesn't handle it well. And he treats her progressively worse. Right. This is really the roots of that 
were already planted, but they're starting to really grow here. Right. And the thing is, Jessica's so, she's just being Jessica. Like, she's just doing, she's just an artist who made her video. Like, she's not trying to do anything to him. And I think that in relationships, I've had the experience where it wasn't that my boyfriend said to me, you need to try harder or you need to work harder. But because he was working so hard and doing so well, I would be like, that is really inspiring. I want to yeah. do that well. Like, I, you should be with someone who pushes you to be better. And I think that this is actually kind of the healthy version of that because he's seeing that what he did is not up on her level and he's like trying to get up on her level. The problem is that he doesn't have as good of a team as she has and he doesn't have as good of a mind as she has, which is ironic because of how much people were saying, oh, how does he deal with her? What a moron, like blah, blah, blah. Is it really worth it to be with a pretty girl if she's that stupid? And it's actually... It's not the opposite. I'm not saying he's stupid, but he didn't have the brains to put the work into his video up front. It's embarrassing that he even has to call them. But I do admire him fighting for a better video because I think it's... I mean, what he's doing is absolutely right. Like, there's no doubt that he had to fix that. Yeah, and then it's like, what? At one point during the conversation that they're having, they're saying reshooting it would cost about 55 So he starts playing with, do I pay for it myself? Right. Which, this is a huge, huge thing in show business. So people are always talking about, millionaires are talking about, oh, I can't get the funding for my new movie. I can't get the funding for my new movie. And it's like, I would always say to myself, well, just pay for it. I mean, you know, why don't you fund it? You know, and then they'll be like, oh, we found an independent investor. It's like, why didn't you just pay? Like, I don't understand. If you believe in your concept and you're a millionaire, you're going to get the money back in spades, right? If you believe in yourself and you believe in what you do. And the reason is because that's just not the way the business works. And if you do it once, people are going to always expect you to do it and people are always gonna lowball you like if it gets out that you do that once like you really have to keep that secret like Reese Witherspoon only just recently said that when she started her production company she was funding like everything oh wow that was years ago and she I'm so happy that she said it because if you do fund anything yourself it's so hush hush it's the biggest Hollywood secret I don't understand I mean I know it's a money thing and these studios aren't gonna put up the money if they think that you're just gonna put it up but they have that conversation Nick and Jessica do and she's very again she's very smart like she knows what she's talking about and she's like you're never gonna get that money back and it's true he wouldn't have gotten the money back but I asked so I did the poll for this part actually I said it turned out that Nick's label did put up more money for the video they didn't do the whole 55 was it 30 I think they approved 30,000. If you were in his shoes and they said no, would you? One, pay for it yourself. You do have the money. Or two, just keep the old video and make a better one next time. 22% said option one. 78% said option two. What would you do? I said option one. I'd pay for it myself. Realistically, like not knowing what you just said about how if you do it once, that's kind of the beginning of the end, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. But at the same time, it's like for Nick, especially like it's not like... He has a little bit of wiggle room where he's maybe like two or three solo albums in so he can afford to have like a bad video or a bad album. And I say that with air quotes Um, because this is his first time as a solo artist. So it's just like you have to do everything right. But I think knowing if it was a stronger single, I would have done it no problem. But being Nick in that specific situation, I wouldn't have fronted it 
myself just because I know he believed in it, but that single is not strong enough. The video itself wasn't strong enough to like really get him to where he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So I also would do option one. I'm not a saver. I mean, I do this all the time with my own business. I'll be on a website trying to pick out the materials for a new like craft that we're doing or something. And I clearly see the $4.95 for 2,000 pieces thing. And then I see the $12.95 for 200 pieces thing. And I'm like, obviously I should do the first one because it's more cost effective. But look how much cuter these things are and look what better quality it is. And when I'm sitting there with the kid and the mom is seeing these I know I'm gonna in that moment just wish I had gotten the better quality thing because people do notice details and people do remember and that I think is everything if you're in business which being a soul artist is like being your own business it's like having your own brand and you have to give to get you know you have to put out something to get it back I mean he shouldn't have been in the predicament in the first place he should have had a good video to begin with but because he did make that huge mistake and he's right he's sitting there saying like I feel like this could be major you know it's my first single and in this MTV era like absolutely the stakes were high it was really huge and with the negotiation you just never know because obviously like he was able to negotiate to the point where he didn't have to pay for it himself so it's like he could have like that's another thing that I feel like people are always going back and forth because they're like I do have the money to put this up but what if I just kept fighting would I not have to and it's just it's that kind of back and forth and then he says that like when he gets the money he says he had to give up wardrobe and And independent publicity Mm -hmm. and first of all I think that's hilarious because what wardrobe like yeah (laughs) And I know I just said, hey, you know, Jessica's not really even wearing a lot, but Rachel Zoe still made choices. It's like, yes, a good stylist leaves a mark. Right. His do not. No offense to whoever you are. But I'm not surprised that they threw wardrobe out because I've provided my own wardrobe a million times. It's one of the first things that they will throw out if they don't have the money for it. So that makes complete sense. The independent publicity though... I'm confused because independent publicity means you have a smaller agency or like a freelancer. It means that you have someone who's going to spend more time on you and get you more thoughtful ways of publicity, I guess, like articles that are really getting down to the core of what your music is about. It's not just, all right, we're going to get you on Access Hollywood, then Ellen, then Entertainment Tonight. Okay, then you're going to do this spot. All right, take off your shirt. We're going to do this. Okay, now you're going to do this toothpaste commercial. Like it's more focused and it's more intentional. He could have used independent publicity. (laughs) They should have thrown out part of the travel budget. Like Nick is such a simple guy. He can stay at the Holiday Inn. He's not going to care. Things like that. All that kind of stuff adds up. But he did seem really happy and Jessica seemed really happy for him. It's kind of a cute moment when he does get the money. Because before then, Jessica's kind of playing devil's advocate because he's saying, or he's like, what if this could have mattered a lot? And she's like, what if it didn't? What would you do? Would you use your own money if you had to? No. I mean, you don't have that. To, I mean, I mean you're never, you're, you will never get it back from the label. I know, I know, but I have to, at the end of the day, is it, I mean, it's my career, you know, is it worth well, it? Well, Nick, this is like playing the lottery here. I'm playing the freaking blackjack. I know, but if I don't do it, I mean, I think the video's intricate, integral part of launching me as a new artist, you know? Whatever, Nick. I'm you'd be, you, I'm saying you would not, you'd be pissed if I said that. I was gonna pay thirty-five thousand dollars for my video. I mean, it's my future. It's everything. That's you know. Not necessarily. It would have. I mean, what if the video could could have made a huge difference? You know what I mean? What if it didn't? 
She knows what she's talking about. What if it didn't really matter, you know? She's someone who they're telling her, you have to do this, this, and this because Britney's doing it and then you're gonna be huge. And then it didn't really matter. And then the next video, they're like, oh, well, you have to be sexier now. That's why it didn't do as well. Right. And it's like, I think she is already exhausted by that whole lifestyle. Yeah. And so I think she's kind of like, don't overdo it. Don't run yourself ragged financially for this because it, it might not matter anyway. And she also says to him, which is so true, that she's like, if I told you that I was paying $35,000 for a video, you would be pissed. Yeah, which and is- Of course. The absolute truth. It does go to show how serious he took this because he paid- that made $20 an hour. Right. And I was like, are you mm. fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? Like he will not shell out money. So the fact that he was considering using $35,000 of his own money it confuses me that, okay, you take it that seriously and you realize how huge it is. Why didn't you just in the first place make a decent video? Yeah. He's right. Like it could have been everything. It could have been the difference between a really big song or not. Right. I mean, when you think about Britney with Baby One More Time, they wanted her to wear something else and she actually decided to wear a sports bra and then like pull her top up and tie it up because it's so hot where she's from in Louisiana and she was dancing all the time so like all the young girls when they're dancing they just tie their shirts up or they just wear sports bras because it's so hot that they can't stand it and she was just like oh I think I would probably tie my shirt up right and it's like that made such a difference it was the concept of the video too but what an iconic look and he's probably thinking along that line because you, with pop music, you never know what's going to hit yeah. and what's going to captivate people. And so he's probably thinking like, what if I just changed? What if, if Britney had done Baby One More Time but didn't have that outfit? Would it still have been big? Yeah. But that was iconic. Right. And it was that one little thing of, I don't remember what she said they wanted to put her in, but then she was like, well, don't you think I would be wearing a schoolgirl outfit if I'm at school? And then, you know, I would probably tie my top up if I'm dancing because that would be really hot. That one thing exploded. And of course, he's no Britney, but like, he's thinking along those lines and it could have been the difference between a huge single or not but as we know it was not a huge single no unfortunately so let's talk about what the video became at the time punked was absolutely huge if you're listening to this podcast you know that yeah jessica and nick did an episode jessica punked nick right <laughs> it is a really funny punk it is in it Jessica, I guess that she calls Nick because by the time that he gets home, you could tell they've already talked about it. Right. And she says like, we have to be nice. Like it's my family. So right. she tells him that her family from Texas has just shown up in a trailer, like in yeah. an RV. It's like one of, it's supposed to be like one of her aunt's cousins or like <laughs> a cousin's cousin, something along those lines. Yes. And it's Dax Shepard with a wig and a hat. Right. And he plays that hick character so well. He's yeah. so funny they have that little kid ryan who was in all the punks right his son yeah so basically it was supposed to be like jessica's second or third cousin and nick is completely fooled it's so good of course i'm sure you can guess i love seeing nick get taken down a peg it's so good <laughs> Because Dax calls him Rick. Like <laughs> at least six or seven times. Yeah, to the point where Nick goes, my name is Nick. It's Nick with an N. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he handles it okay, but we do hear him like call them white trash. Yeah, like he was getting really 
upset. That's, oh yeah, it doesn't put him in the best light, but also like he could have been worse for sure. Yeah, he was handling it pretty well. Like he was obviously frustrated, but it was funny because Dax, he'd be like, oh yeah, like we're not trying to put you out too much. Oh, but can you get us some extension cords and we just need a hose. We just need a hookup over here. Right. And it kind of goes back and forth and then it's really funny because uh, one of the scenes, Ryan, who's playing the son, Nick is arguing with Dax and Ryan's like, oh, should I sing for him? Should I sing for him? <laughs> and then he starts like singing Hero by Enrique Iglesias. So like that was really funny. Yeah. And because Ryan is singing Dax, I don't remember what exactly he says, but he acts as though obviously we need to be in Los Angeles because yeah. did you hear this voice, you know? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, maybe you can get some tips or something from you know Rick Um, (laughs) and they start talking about how maybe they'll just loan them some money and to Nick's credit like he was pretty upfront about that right away he's like maybe we can help you out financially but like you can't stay on our prop on this property because we don't own where you are that's our neighbor's property and they get into that and then they're just trying to figure something out and Nick keeps going like inside and outside and inside and outside and then Dax just yells across the the yard are you getting the checkbook Nick yeah (laughs) props to Dax and Ashton because it was a good yeah like (laughs) it was just like too much but it was so funny it's good if you haven't seen it it is on YouTube I can kind of see how because Punked was so huge at the time and because Nick is now working for MTV he's on the same network anytime something is in network you can get whatever for cheaper than you would. Yeah. And there's just like less hoops to jump through when it's the same network. So I'm guessing that Dax and then they, of course they have more dancers again, even though there's already sexy dancers in the video, for some reason they have to be on the set of this too. Yeah, they brought two of the four sexy dancers. Yeah. But they also had Jennifer Morrison, who later would become famous for House and Once Upon a Time. Right. She's playing the girlfriend of Dax. My opinion is that this was not a good choice because the concept of the video has nothing to do with the song. The only connection is that you might recognize the character from the punked episode. Right. But again, as I've said before, this wasn't one of the iconic punked episodes. Like, I didn't even really remember it. Whereas the one with Jessica Alba where Dax is naked in the store, like, everyone saw that. You know what I mean? Like, that was something. Like, if he had shown up naked in a store in a music video, everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, you know? But even if it had been huge, it has nothing to do with the song. The song is talking about makeup sex. When you have a fight and then when we take our clothes off, everything is better, you know? And I actually watched a clip of Nick on Access Hollywood or Entertainment Tonight and he's talking about the song and they actually say that he wrote it for Jessica. Like it is about their marriage. And they keep cutting to her laying by the pool, which she damn should, it's her day off. But like you have Jessica Simpson, the song is about her and him and you're doing a reality show about your marriage and the song is about your marriage and Jessica's just laying there. She didn't have anything to do that day. Okay. My idea for the video would have been behind the scenes of newlyweds. Now would this have skyrocketed rocketed the song to number one no but stranger things have happened like I don't think it would have been number one but it would have done better I would have done like behind the scenes of certain fights maybe they're filming and then it's okay guys good night we'll see you tomorrow like crew goes home and then it's what happens after the crew goes home or how they do make up from fights or maybe they just show that they're both really frustrated and they're just yelling like get the cameras on my face like I'm tired of this or maybe they say to the cameraman that 
that's it. We're done for today. Turn the camera off. This is serious. And then they show like the fight. Yeah. Obviously at this point, newlyweds is a new thing and they don't know that people are going to become as fascinated by it as they were. But I always say it's a cheesy saying, but you know, that famous quote by Wayne Gretzky, don't go where the puck is, go where the puck is going to go. Yeah. You have to have that faith. You have to assume the puck is going to be there. You could still fail, but if you're ahead of it, you might end up really succeeding at what you're doing. Why are you giving spotlight to this other MTV show that you were on for what, 10 minutes? Other than your own MTV show, which is about the same thing that you wrote the song about. How did no one say, oh, isn't this song about Jessica? Like, oh, is she busy? Or literally, I'm, you can't see me right now. (laughs) I'm holding both sides of my head because I just don't understand. It's so obvious what they should have done for this. Yeah, I know. I 100% agree because similar sentiment to what you were saying I feel like what they should have done is same thing. They get into a fight or like you see them irritated at each other. But then the video is, I know they weren't allowed to film or they didn't want them filming in the bedroom. But I feel like for the sake of a music video, it's different. Mm -hmm. But then maybe showing like Nick throwing rose petals everywhere and something kind of romantic-ish. And then like showing like maybe nothing like too controversial, but having Jessica there and then he's like kind of pulling down her tank top straps or something where it's like not too out there, but it's It's on the insinuating. Yeah. Yeah, because the song is about makeup sex rather than Dak Shepard in a trailer and then a TV with Nick's music, like half the music video. And then the other half that, because like you're watching some of the music video that you're seeing in the TV mm-hmm. that Dak Shepard is watching, but then you're watching Nick go over to him. The dancer's like trying to teach him how to dance and like pose and things like that. And it's just like, yeah. what does this have to do it's with anything? Like Nick is the pop star and this guy is just some guy. So he's trying to teach him how to dance sexy with girls right but it's like how do they get to your house why like if you did not watch punked <laughs> right you what? would be like what the hell is this exactly i mean the song is not a good song but you have a story of it there's a story in those lyrics not a shakespeare you know but something that you could have worked with nick also this is the other biggest problem with this video which i cannot believe that his manager his agent this is again this is showbiz 101 guess who's not in the video enough Nick. Yeah. This is Nick's video. I am watching Dax Shepard for most of it, who by the way, I love him. I'm a big fan of him. At the time he was barely a star. He was on Punked. That's it. Nobody knew him from anything else. And this is his video. Like if I was Dax, I would have put this on my fucking reel. Yeah. Like it, it looks like it's Dax's show. This is Nick Lachey's debut single. I feel like they did that to be spiteful though. It's literally shocking. I'm mad about it even though I don't care for Nick. (laughs) Yeah like I feel like his label just got mad and was like oh well you know what you're putting up such a big fuss so now we're gonna cut you out of your own music video. It's possible. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. This is obviously an assumption but. So I did a poll. (sighs) Was the second version of Nick's video an improvement? 38% said, I mean, sure. (laughs) And 62% said it didn't help. And I still think this is better because something was going on, even though it was inexplicably bad and nonsensical and did not go with the song and also did not feature the artist enough. But 
it at least was something else. It was something else to look at other than sexy dancers, Nick standing there, blue wall, laser. You know, at least there was something happening. And I'm sure there were people that were like, oh yeah, punked, whatever. But it didn't do anything for Nick. It showcased Dax being funny. That's basically the function of this video to me. What was the other thing I asked? Oh, what scenes from Shut Up do you prefer? Oh wow, it's actually exactly 50-50. Oh wow. Comedic with Dax or Beefcake Pop Star. These people that follow us are saying that basically like, they enjoyed watching Nick with the boring ass background just as much as the comedic scenes, probably not because the Nick being a pop star was so compelling, but because this, the new scenes weren't good either. So at least Nick just standing there singing makes a little bit more sense. Because it's his song, yeah. Right. I mean, there's just so many ways that this could have gone better and absolutely none of those roads are traveled down. None. <laughs> Literally. I'm like mad. I just feel, honest to God, feel bad for Nick because it was just like, he was trying to salvage it and even what scraps he did have weren't great. Mm-hmm. So then we see uh, Dax in the kitchen with the girls. And did you notice that one of the dancers just like opens their fridge? Yeah, like she lives there. It's weird. They all look really comfortable in that kitchen. And then Dax kind of makes fun of Jessica, which like, again, I love Dax. But I did think it was kind of weird that he was so comfortable just being like, oh, yeah, I'm sure Jessica does a hell of a lot of cooking in Right, because he said, oh, I'm going to make a couple casseroles. But again, like poking fun at Jessica. And then, yeah, he says that. It was just weird vibes to me, especially considering the fact that all of this was so pointless and yeah oh also did you notice when he gets the money he says we're just gonna do it gorilla style yeah g-u-e-r-i-l-l-a you know it's like a war term we're just gonna like go out and do it we're just gonna go out and do it it's no no frills you know and jessica goes gorilla style i think she thought he meant doggy style but like maybe a more intense scary version of that and they just blow right past it because he's just focusing on the video but i think that she like genuinely had no idea what he was talking about it was just like i just think i would love to hear more from her in that moment i'm sure it would have been another thing like buffalo wings or whatever yeah the other thing that i just want to mention quickly is that um dax in in the punked episode he was asking nick for five thousand dollars and then it's supposed to be like they're cleaning up but like Dax purposely pushes his grill over and he's like oh I need another 60 for my grill (laughs) and Nick's like no I'm not gonna give that to you when like I just saw you do it and he's like oh well you're rushing me so yeah I just I just had to mention that because that was one of my favorite moments Mm -hmm. from that punked episode I mean I do give him a lot of credit for that because he was in the groundlings I love his podcast armchair expert and he talks about his life in detail so I know quite a lot about him when he moved to California he was in LA for nine years before he got punked so he really hustled I mean any of us can tell you like (laughs) I'm also a company member at a it's not as big as the groundlings but like that's the idea that it someday will be and like the fact that he was in the groundlings for a real I think he did it for seven years he really spent so many years not getting anything not booking anything and just performing on the groundling stage and being part of the Sunday company which is the goal that's what you want to be in is the Sunday company and you can also get kicked out of the Sunday company as well and that doesn't even mean oh you're horrible it just means you've been in it long enough and we want to bring new people on you're not one of the stars of it and we can we can do without you it's not the most flattering thing and he was in it when Melissa McCarthy was in it oh wow and he spent a lot of time there. It's just so funny to think that they were looking for improvisers for Punked. So he ended up on Punked. And that led to everything that he has today. Like he did movies after that, so easily got starring roles in movies and stuff. And it's honestly, Ashton scored just as much as Dax did getting that part because. 
Ashton really needed people that would go there and would think of things on the spot like that right. that were really funny. And I mean, you're in the Groundlings for seven years, and you got you're on stage with Melissa McCarthy. You better be on your game like you don't even deserve to stand in the same planet as her like most of us you know like she's so good and I just love that you're just thinking like wow everything was aligning for him in his life he didn't know it at the time but like just the way that that worked out because punked could have been so trite it could have just been like okay we get it the celebrity is being taken down a peg and that could have gotten old so fast but then you have I feel like right when you think you're over it Dax would bring a new level to it and he would say a new thing and you were like holy shit scared to push the envelope (laughs) and yeah that's one of the things I really really appreciated because Ashton Kutcher he only had like let's say like five-ish actors Dax was the star though like he really I mean I'm not surprised that he got movies right after that because he did I love that movie he did without a paddle like right after this he's so funny in that one too and it's just those lines that are almost like throwaway lines he just knows how to deliver them isn't Dax also an employee of the month with Miss Jessica Jessica. yeah so Mm -hmm. it's full circle yeah so then they get the cut of this new video Mm -hmm. Jessica once again is just watching it she doesn't really I mean she's not like oh my god this is so funny or anything Nick is cracking up. He's clearly pleased with himself. Yeah, he's a lot happier about it. And he said that redoing this was like pulling a rabbit out of a hat. So I also asked on our Instagram at Ashley and Jessica if you're not following us, we want you to participate in these polls. Yes. We do them before every episode now. What is more interesting to watch? Behind the scenes of pop star life or Nick and Jessica normal life moments? 32% said behind the scenes of pop star life and 68% said the normal moments. Which one did you say? I don't think I voted because I think it really takes both to make this show. I love seeing both. As I said, as a kid, I was definitely more fascinated with the pop star stuff because I so badly wanted to work in the business and my dad would not let me because he was like, children shouldn't be working. Like, you should be playing outside. Stop. That's like, I wanted to be a child star and I couldn't. (laughs) Um, So seeing anything like that, just, I used to love when they would, I mean, MTV Diary was my shit. I'm so mad they didn't do a Jessica one. Ashley's first season where she's making her album and it's like behind the scenes of all that I was like the heart eyes emoji come to life like I just I and I still find it really interesting I really do but I like the normal life stuff too the episodes I like the most are the ones that are kind of cut between both things you know because it's interesting to see how all that stuff kind of weaves together because I think we think of celebrities as on a pedestal when you see them go somewhere and do something that was huge or you see them go to an award show and then they fly to Texas or whatever it's just like you kind of do get the feel of what that might be like and I think that's interesting yeah so should we get into our fashion segment yes it's all about fashion it's all about beauty this is fun for me the first thing that we see besides the Bahamas is the beige cloth overalls that she's wearing. Right, with the white tank The top. white tank underneath. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those outfits that was very unique to this show. Like, people didn't really dress like this. It wasn't trendy. But do you remember when Trisha Paytas wore this outfit? So she has I'm this guy that makes outfits for her. And okay. she copies a lot of famous, iconic outfits. Oh, okay. And so she just had this outfit made to wear to like the airport when she was going somewhere. I don't remember where she was, but I used to watch her vlogs 
semi-religiously. <laughs> Just going to say it. It's so funny because she had this custom made, but she didn't even make a, that big of a thing about it. I mean, she did like an Instagram post and she just like wore it to the airport. And then there were a couple other, I think that she had the shawl made. Like there were just a couple other things, you know? But I just thought that that was funny that that made such an impact on her. I feel like we're around that age too where of course I remembered this because it was just different and it was just very Jessica. Yeah. Not my favorite outfit though. I feel like she pulled it off. Yeah. It's nothing special. Yeah. So when they're on the way to Jessica's video shoot, they're both wearing tracksuits. So Nick has his light blue Jordan tracksuit. They look good. They do. And they look comfortable, which is, I'm just all about comfort. So Jessica, yeah, has her hair in a bun and she's wearing, I guess, like a nude color is the best way to explain it. Mm -hmm. Like tracksuit. I don't know what it is about. Like anytime she wears something that's like similar to her skin tone, it just makes her look like so glowy. Like even in the music video, she's wearing like a similar colored tank top over her bathing suit and Mm -hmm. she just looks so radiant. Yeah, she's the queen, like I've said before, of wearing just white or tan or whatever and she looks so good whereas other people have to try harder yeah but I feel like anytime I wore these tracksuits, which like I had a couple of them and I wear them to school, like I felt so fly because of like <laughs> because of the show. I was like <laughs> minimal effort, but like you just look so put together. That's the thing that was so great about them is especially because they were so in. So it was also kind of like a status thing. Like I have a juicy suit. Yeah. Especially if you were at a super elite level and you had multiple different colored tracksuits, you could mix the tops and bottoms, but mm-hmm. it still had like juicy on the butt or like the little jay zipper yes. so but yeah i usually like stayed away from the stuff on the butt because i felt like adults in my life were like you're not gonna wear something that says juicy on the butt yeah this is me at like 12 thinking i'm cool <laughs> yeah where it's not like ju the eye like in your butt crack and then cy in the other ass cheek oh my god yeah not to mention that everybody was wearing thongs and low-rise everything so like yeah. you would see everybody's thong and we're like kids when i think back to what we were doing and what we were thinking about and how we were acting and how we were dressing we were actual children and we thought that we were like britney yeah because <laughs> like- i mean i don't know if you watched grassy but like that was such a huge thing where mm-hmm. one of the characters manny she's wearing a crop top and low-rise jeans and it's her saying she's like I don't want to be cute I want to be hot she pulls her thong like way over her hips so it's very very visible and I remember watching that in like seventh grade and I was like whoa I think she's so cool like Mm -hmm. as a character but I was like I know I can't do that yeah when I went to see Britney as a kid for anyone who watches Jersey Shore here you go this is where I shopped I was on the seaside boardwalk they have a lot of shore not just the shore store where they have the t-shirts and stuff they have these little boutiques that are mostly like club wear and I don't know how my mom let me do this she probably was just like oh okay she's having fun we're going to see Britney silver bell bottoms that were skin tight okay and I was wearing remember how Asian stuff was super in yeah it was a black tank top with silver writing on that matched the pants but it was like Chinese characters Mm -hmm. and it said something like you know spirit soul like whatever you know it was like a belly shirt and it didn't really have a bag it was like tied in the back and oh my god did I think that I was just I was like I am Britney but that sounds appropriate for (laughs) yeah and then so we went to the concert and we went around to the side of the stage because we had to go get through first of all who's sitting right behind us Lynn Spears and what's her name Justin Timberlake's mom 
It's Brittany and Justin were together. At the Casual. Time. I mean, I blacked out. And then, <laughs> and so then we're coming back and it was literally like right before Britney was going on like we just made it and we saw because it was Jones Beach which is like an outdoor venue yeah and so we saw Britney backstage walking like up to the stage and what did she have on silver pants I mean think about me as a little girl so like you just went straight to heaven like it was everything it would be like <laughs> it was like I can't explain the level of I, I kind of want to scream right now but I won't that was the fashion that you could get away with at the time especially if you were a kid but this was the style you know yeah I'm sure I had frosted lipstick and uh, you know eyeshadow because that was it I actually have a picture of me and my friend standing in front of Britney's got milk ad that they had hung <gasps> oh on that's the, really cool with the poster that we made we made a go Britney thing to hold up anyway that's my little fashion story this is random mm -hmm. but during the sweetest sin shoot when nick is talking to the camera he's wearing a green bathrobe yeah i think he looks so good that color just it makes him look like super tan it's a nice contrast with his eyes he looks classy or something yeah. i don't know that just kind of struck me as something i wanted to mention he looks really good so <laughs> So Jessica wears her iconic poncho once again yes. in this episode with just jeans and a white tank top and nude heels on the couch. So she wears a couple different white bikinis. There's the one when she's watching the video and it's really cute. It has hearts all over it. And then when she's in the pool and they're shooting the video, it's the floral white right. bikini. She looks awesome. Then I think she wears the third bikini, the green, but you don't really see it very much. And then I think that was it really for her outfits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that'll do it for our fashion segment. Yeah. And so now let's rate the episode. What do you give Newlyweds episode eight? Is it the video shoot? I rate this one three steamy music videos. Out of five. Yeah, it wasn't over the top. Thankfully, the punked episode gave us mm -hmm. a little more, but we didn't see any like true nick and jessica moments whether it was them fighting or anything like that or like them just like being sweet because it was kind of like meh <laughs> you know i do agree but i also like i said i was always so into this episode because of all the behind the scenes stuff i do think it's really interesting and i also give them extra credit because i think that it's good that they said the actual numbers because a lot of the time people don't like talking about money so especially if nick was kind of embarrassed i mean he didn't say his original budget but we hear jessica's budget we hear how much they initially are throwing out which is ten thousand. then we hear nick wants 35 then they give him 30 it was real like it was real reality and i think it is really informative to kind of how things work and i love that they showed him on the phone and patching everybody in and yeah. trying to figure something out he was taking action which was great to see he wasn't just like oh what was me like guess this is what i'm dealing with which i feel like he should have advocated a little bit more for himself right in the initial meeting but this is one of my more favorite episodes i'm gonna give it four out of five three-way calls of nick begging for money <laughs> Out of five. Okay. <laughs> so should we read some YouTube comments? Yes. Kathleen Patterson says, OMG, the shirtless dancing, laughing my ass off. The cameramen were probably dying laughing. Oh my God. They... The thing is, it really does look like a parody of a boy band video. Yeah. It looks like what SNL would do. Christine just simply said, her parents are weird. <laughs> yeah. The Shark Princess says, he was a damn fool to not go with this, I swear, as the single as his label suggested. 
it was the, the theme of the show. Ladies don't want to hear shut up. And then someone responded to that comment and said, yes, sometimes the labels are right. He really dropped the ball with that decision. Yikes. Which yeah. unfortunately, like I, I do agree with. Labels can be really just money, money, money. Right. But it's interesting that some people call like the label the soulless one. And why can't they just listen to the artist? But if you think about it, the label let him make his artistic decision of picking shut up but then he did these two videos that were like not at all connected to the song yeah if you love the song so much and you're so confident about it being your first single you don't have any good ideas for the video I mean I feel like when I listen to music just not even trying to do anything I start imagining what the video would be Sansevieria says, I think his first solo album wasn't really him. He was trying to find his place and who he wanted to be. He must realize he is a ballad singer mostly, and if he wants to get funky with it, it has to be right. Similar to Janet's first albums, she needed to find her way too. It's a hard time going through that. Just need to be more supportive of that. He's a guy and they are all testosterone and can't help it. No. I think in this episode she could have been more supportive, but I think overall she was supportive. Yeah, it's... Once the music video was shot and everything, there was only so much she could have really done. Like, it's not like she was saying, oh, don't do anything about the video. She was just like, well... You have to be realistic about what's going to happen. But the reason why I said no was like, he's just a guy and they're all filled with testosterone. Yeah. Let's let's stop doing that. I hate that. The whole boys will be boys thing. It's like, well, you know how they are. They can't help it. It's like, yeah. they can help it. I know plenty of guys, like I have a lot of good guy friends and they don't cross the line and they are not like bursting at the seams, like just so obsessed with sex all the time. In the same way that women are sometimes just boiled down to all they like to do is shop and blah 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 like I hate when men are people are just say about men like all they care about is sex and we just have to like let them do whatever and say whatever as a result like smile and nod it's crazy how this was not that long ago and so many of the things are like 50s values and shit I don't it really we grew up in a weird time yeah Michelle Lara says 35,000 to reshoot and he cries about a housekeeper and movers yeah Mm -hmm. because that's the thing like because he's selfish he when it comes to his video he's gonna put up whatever it takes but when it comes to jessica wanting a maid jessica wanting a designer suddenly it's like oh why do we have to spend money yeah this is a great comment zia tony lynch said i also think her dad pushed her more when your parents are your manager they will fight to the death for you it's not all money and business for them whereas nick's management team was only really in it for the money and advancement sad but true i could kind of see that i agree i actually think a lot of people think it's unhealthy for parents to be managers like i hear that all the time with chris jenner but i actually think that it's great to work with your family if it's a healthy situation right. if you get along if it's if there isn't jealousy if it is all you're all on one team it's kind of like you're keeping your money in the family you're dealing with someone who's not just gonna put you up on stage and have you dance like a monkey because they're gonna care about yeah. you as a person I agree he did need better management like that is the thing is that you think that Larry Rudolph would be a great manager but at the time this was Britney's in the zone era so he was probably really busy with her he was probably distracted and obviously he's going to prioritize Britney. I mean, she's the whole reason he even became a manager. I think he was a lawyer in New York City when she met him. So I don't know if he was practicing entertainment law or what exactly he was doing at the time, but it's not like he was Celine Dion's manager. And you know what I mean? He rose through the ranks with Britney. So actually, now that I think of it, Nick maybe should have known better. Like, I don't want a manager who's distracted with the biggest pop star in the world. 
ads, you know? It's the same thing with independent publicity. That's why you pay for independent publicity because you're not working with a firm that's overrun with all of this stuff. Yeah, because all the phone calls Nick was making and, you know, calling Larry and calling whoever else from the label, like, he shouldn't have been doing that. He should have called Larry and Larry would have been like, okay, yeah, let me take care of this. Yeah, I mean, he should have had somebody getting on the phone fighting like this. Yeah. The thing is, Nick should have made the call and said, here's what I want. Hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. Go hang out at the pool with Jessica and that's it. That's why you call me back when you have an answer. 10%. Carla L says, I can't believe her dad would be comfortable watching them in bed. The thing is, he kind of has to. I mean, I guess he didn't have to watch that part, but that is his client in addition to his daughter. Maybe the fact that Joe is right there paying the fuck attention. And of course it's awkward, but maybe he's making little edits and saying like, well, Jessica... You know, when you are like that on the pillow, there's a shadow. or You know what I mean? Like he's, I don't mean this in a creepy way, but he's hands on. Like, yeah. I didn't see Larry Rudolph at either video shoot of Nick's. Mm-mm. That's interesting to me because I always see him at Britney's videos. And actually, funny enough, there's a clip on MTV of the Me Against the Music video. Britney's in that outfit. She's standing there with Larry. And who's there? Nick Lachey. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they were doing something in the same studio or whatever. And or Larry said, hey, want to come hang out on Britney's set I don't know but it's in one of Britney's specials because Britney's saying like oh you guys give me hope because at this point she's seen newlyweds and like she's had her breakup with Justin and everyone knows that so it's like funny that she's saying this and they use that clip and I just think it's funny that Britney and Nick are standing there together this is their manager and obviously one person is soaring through the sky still and the other person is like having to piggyback off a punked concept that he didn't even come up with yeah because I want to know what other ideas did he essentially like sell to his label before they settled on that one were there ideas i don't know and who came up with did nick why would you even (laughs) nick and jessica do so many appearances and they're you know what i mean there's so many different things that they do why would you even if you're dealing with shut up that doesn't have anything to do with that punked episode why would you be like oh hey remember when you pranked me like why don't we do that i feel like it was just the publicity thing like it had to have been mtv or it had to be like oh we'll do an internal thing like with the network yeah generic user name says they <laughs> act like their jobs are so hard lmao i don't really feel like they were acting like they were that hard no but they weren't being dramatic i mean i literally can't imagine not being in entertainment because i'm just so obsessed with it that like there's no way i wasn't going to do it but i do sometimes think about like because sometimes I, I will be telling a story to someone and obviously i'm not in the pop star world at all so it's very different from nick and jessica but when you're someone who literally like never thinks about entertainment and isn't a showbiz person at all who's watching this they're probably like fuck these people <laughs> you yeah know what i mean they're probably like who cares you know because when you're when you're doing a really hard job and you're and not even something like obviously hard like working construction but something that doesn't even seem that hard but you're in the same four walls every day you're getting tired of this and that it must seem so ridiculous to watch this yeah someone could easily be like oh you had to yeah you were cold in the water but you were at the beach all day boohoo right I don't think of it that way because it's still work yeah it's still work and as someone who does have a successful entertainment career but is nowhere near like Jessica's level I mean I would do that every day to have one sixteenth of her level of success (laughs) like I would freeze my ass off for 12 hours a day 
right? Yeah. It's all relative. The thing is, Jessica also doesn't even know what it's like to have a normal job. I'm not saying that's bad. That's not her fault. She worked really hard from a young age and I'm sure she would have gotten a normal job if she had to. Not that she's like a diva or anything, but like she doesn't know anything different, you know? Yeah. And it's like not for anything. Like it was a waterfall. So depending on how cloudy it was that day or what have you, like she could have gotten hypothermia. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah, there's that one point where she says, I'm afraid that my toes might fall off. Yeah. So we just paused the recording because I saw a couple comments about how you can hear Jessica doing business on the phone while the edits make it look like she's laying out and Nick is on the phone working. She was everyone's meal ticket, then got made fun of for not being a perfect housewife. She had a lot on her plate very young and wasn't protected but exploited. 100% true. So I kept seeing these comments, so I went back and listened. And it's very hard to hear, but while Nick is calling all of the people that he needs to get in touch with for his money, you can hear Jessica's on the phone. I can't make out exactly what she's saying but I heard her talk about ideas and like feeling comfortable doing different things so they're cutting to her like she's just laying around all day and she's working too and busy too so that's just another example of the editing tricks we're always talking about yeah the only reason why I'm reading this is because everyone started attacking the OP the person who posted this comment um but they said imagine having a wife who only sings shops and tans i hate her for only worrying about her appearance she's so gorgeous but she could have tried to focus on being a wife like everyone's just like ripping into them like what are you talking about like what does just being a wife mean like of course and also she was 22 years old her this is 2003 she had only been a player in the music industry for four years she's just getting started not for anything most of the time when we see newlyweds with this episode we see them shooting the music video there was the episode where he goes to the fashion show briefly and then the episode where he goes to the playboy mansion for the spike tv party Mm -hmm. but we don't really see him working working this way we see jessica yeah he wasn't doing that much the thing is he's focusing on his album debut and his big debut as Nick Lachey's solo singer but he's not unless they just didn't show it but he's not hustling right the way that she is he's not out there that much they just really needed to go about this like entirely different way right and then that doesn't even need to be like all on Nick because it's just like well if his publicist and his agent aren't booking all these things for him and aren't getting him that work Right, this is why you have a team. Right. I'm, I wonder if this still bothers him actually because when you think about how big Newlyweds became, that is such good publicity and it's publicity you're getting paid to do. Right. They said they didn't get paid that much for this, but I'm sure when they renegotiated for season two, they did. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even free promo. You're getting paid to do this show and it's promo on top of that for whatever else you want to do. I mean, it's kind of like the perfect thing. That's like, you know, some people would dog the Ashley Simpson show and say like, this whole thing is just a commercial for her album and it's like yeah Yeah, it's supposed to be they're not trying to fool anyone it's like this is the making of her album so if you like what you hear then buy it yeah it's not like it's real world where it's like oh we're just kind of following you guys around Mm -hmm. you know in your house and like whatever job you're working like yeah like no she's not having her privacy invaded for her health she wants to sell you an album but like it's not like she's a just fake artist or something like she really we see her like writing the songs and they're truly great songs to this day I love autobiography as we've said like I still love it even now as an adult it's not just like a teen angsty album no there's some moments of that but the lyrics are so so good and I wonder if Nick was pissed that they didn't maybe they didn't even I don't know did they film him in the studio did they film him writing songs if I was Nick I would have been pissed if I saw the Ashley Simpson show and I would have been like oh that's what I could have done but who knows like we have no idea what happened behind the scenes maybe Nick did see that and was like oh for my next album like I want them to follow me around and things like that because I do remember that 
there was an MTV special when it came out with What's Left of Me. Right. And I think he also did like behind the music. I remember watching all that stuff because he was talking about Jessica a lot. Meanwhile, Jessica was barely talking about him at all and none of her songs on her follow-up album were about him because she has class. And she wasn't going to use her divorce to make money and get more fame because guess what? She didn't need to. She was the breakout star of the show anyway. I think that's going to do it for us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, Nick fans. I know you're listening. I know some of you are out there. I don't think there was anything said that was like vicious. I'm not being vicious. It's just true. I could say things in a nicer way. I could, but he's not going to listen to this. It's the Ashley and Jessica cast. If I thought he might hear this, honestly, I probably wouldn't be as rude because I would feel bad. If I saw him the way that I sometimes see other people like that at events and he came over to me for whatever reason we were talking, I would obviously be nice to him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hate him. It's not personal I'm, and I'm also doing it for comedic effects because I want this to be an entertaining podcast he's just an easy target because he treated somebody and I'm not trying to put Jessica on this god pedestal but he was lucky he had the privilege of being with a genuinely good-hearted sweet yes smart uh talented good family like good values kind person caring person not to mention absolutely gorgeous and he didn't know what he had he didn't respect her in the way that he should have and this is the Ashley and Jessica this isn't like whatever you know I I feel like he has it coming. Yes, it, it's, <laughs> it is. But it's also like, but we fully acknowledge that we are dissecting, let's say like anywhere from 15 seconds to like two minutes <laughs> of only what we're shown. Right. Like we acknowledge, hey, there might have been something that happened before or after that we don't no we don't see it mm-hmm. so it's not like nick is satan and we just like send him death threat like that's not no 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 but... we wish the best for everybody yeah i think it's gonna do it for our episode this week i think so next week we'll be back is it jessica's birthday i believe so Ooh. oh my god i can't wait to talk about that i have a lot to say about that too i know everyone's shocked that i would have a lot to say about something <laughs> tune in again for us to talk for two hours about a 20 minute episode of something that probably wasn't meant to be dissected but will be once again <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening thank you for listening and we can't wait for you to hear from us next week yes i do want to say thank you like we do love you guys i think it's so hilarious that people actually like listening to me go on about this stuff it seems as though all my years of obsessing is actually paying off even though we don't make any money for this but i'm sure someday we'll be making millions from it so (laughs) yeah it's just like amazing that yeah you guys get to grow with us and we get to know you better and i love all the messages you guys send us by the way yeah sometimes you're talking to jolie sometimes talking to me actually you know what's funny i noticed that you always type in lower cases like you never use uppercase no so I just like type normally so you can no, I don't mean that in a rude way I just no, no, mean no, like no, no, no. Yeah. I type the normal way like whatever but that's because you do more business for your other business so like yeah yeah but you can tell who you're talking to yeah I usually posting. use purple hearts also yeah I use more emojis than her like she's more calm she's a cancer and I'm always 10,000 I need you to feel the emotion with the emojis right <laughs> so that's how you can tell the difference between us if yeah. you're wondering or you could ask we don't care it's not a secret it's no it's not a big deal at all <laughs> okay so we will see you guys next week and don't commit any sweetest sins i guess or do (laughs) or do i was trying to think of something to say and it backfired so anyway goodbye bye Bye. (laughs) thank you for listening to the ashley and jessica cast please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to our podcast make sure you tell all of your friends who still cannot stop playing autobiography we feel bad follow us on instagram at ashley and jessica on twitter at ashley jessica and send us an email at ashley and jessica at gmail.com